Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, Come Be My Light, The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 5 Continued, Section 5, Let Me Go, Souls Are Being Lost in the Meantime. Mother Teresa's ardent longing to satiate Jesus' thirst impelled her to keep pressing ahead. She feared that this slow procedure was a sign of indifference to Jesus' pain and a hindrance to the salvation of souls. Unaware that her persistence was causing some tension between Archbishop Perrier and Father Van Exum, she continued to plead with the Archbishop to act more quickly. Loretto Convent, Italy, October 24th, 1947. Your Grace, in your last letter for your feast, you wrote, It will take still a little while before I can conclude the whole thing. I beg of you, Your Grace, in the name of Jesus and for the love of Jesus, to let me go. Delay no longer. Keep me not back. I want to begin that life on the eve of Christmas. We have very little time. From now till then, to make all the other preparations, please let me go. You are still afraid. If the work be all human, it will die with me. If it be all his, it will live for ages to come. Souls are being lost in the meantime. Let me go with your blessing, with the blessing of obedience with which I desire to begin all things. Fear not for me. It does not matter what happens to me. Your grace, anything we ask in Jesus' name from the Father is granted. In the same name I have asked you, Please let me go. Pray for me. Your devoted child in J.C., Mary Teresa. A few days later, in a letter to Father Van Exum, Mother Teresa repeated some of the messages received from the voice that she had earlier reported to Archbishop Perrier. In addition, she underlined the reasons for her leaving Loretto. Her desire to answer the call mingled with her feelings of inadequacy, yet she was willing to bravely venture into the world of absolute poverty. You know that I don't want to leave Loretto. I have no personal reason whatsoever, absolutely none, but the call, the life, and the work which God wants me to do is so different to the life and work of Loretto that I would not be doing his will if I stayed. He has given the call to a little child who is unable to fulfill it, who is already bound to him by so many ties of love, by so much weakness of its own, and yet. He puts those very great desires in the heart of this little child who is nearly lost in them, I have always been very happy where I am. I came to India solely with the hope of saving many souls, 
and to gain a martyr's palm. The work I have been doing all these years has helped a lot to fulfill this desire. And now, last year, he came with another call within a call. It has grown so strong, so bright with every Mass and Holy Communion. I wonder often at his ways. The world is too rich for the poor. We have to be very, very poor in every sense of the word to gain the heart of the poor for Christ. The poor are bitter and suffering because they have not got the happiness that poverty should bring if born for Christ. Absolute poverty, which our Lord wants so much, would be out of rules here in Loreto. That continual service and mixing with the poorest of the poor will also be against. His grace is afraid for me, that this life will be impossible for me and mine. Did not St. Clair have to face so much because she wanted to give herself and her daughters completely to God in absolute poverty? Mother Teresa was not aware of all the steps Archbishop Perrier was taking behind the scenes. Though he was moving towards a positive answer, it seemed to her that her proposal had reached a dead end. At the same time, her desire to give herself in absolute poverty to Christ in his suffering poor kept growing. Undeterred by the Archbishop's previous refusals, she appealed to him anew just two weeks later. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you think that Archbishop Perrier was a little bit annoyed with Mother Teresa? Well, quite possibly. Her letters at this point, have something about them that is a little bit frustrating. Especially because what Mother Teresa didn't seem to realize was that Archbishop Perrier was really working on this. He was taking all kinds of steps, we're going to see, all kinds of steps behind the scenes, and she didn't really know that. She almost thought he was doing nothing. But notice what he told her. It will take a little bit longer for me to conclude this matter. Now, those words of his are actually signifying a lot. They're signifying that he actually is working. 
He's intending to bring it to a conclusion, but it's got to go according to a certain timetable, and he can't rush it. But those are actually very strong words. And Mother's letters show that she's sort of pushing him. And she doesn't seem to indicate any appreciation for what he's already done and what he's doing right now and what he's going to do. They're a little bit pestering, it seems. So if we find her letters a bit like that, it's not necessarily anything wrong with having that impression. Now, why is this so important? Well, first of all, it was providential if this is right, if her letters were a little bit pushy, this certainly would have reminded Archbishop Perrier that he was dealing with a fallen human being. Whatever great holiness mother has, and it's very great, and it's going to get greater, he's still dealing with someone who needs guidance. He's dealing with someone whom he has to have compassion on. He's dealing with someone who needs him and needs his help. And when she says, pray for me, she really means it. Now, on the other side, Mother Teresa is burning up inside. Like her pushiness is rooted in this incredible burning love that she has for souls. She's thirsting with Jesus on the cross, and she doesn't want to see anyone entering eternal life without knowing Christ, in a particular way, the poor. And notice her wisdom. She cannot stay where she is and answer this call of the Lord. Why? Because the genius of her institute, the Loretto Sisters, it's genius for teaching, it's, it's the kind of work it did, would not allow her to live this radical poverty within its structures. And so she realized, I have to move, I have to do something else to answer this call. So let us tonight, as we enter in more deeply into Passion Tide, really pray for patience with each other. Archbishop Perrier could not fully understand what mother was going through, and she didn't fully understand what he was going through. And so even saints don't always understand each other. Even saints can err, and even saints can somehow be a little bit dull, can be a little bit off, and we don't need to be scandalized, therefore, when people who aren't saints are also a little dull. We shouldn't be surprised if we have to bear with one another a little bit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.